loud enough i think it is um okay yeah i haven't done a uh a diary episode in a while but here i am you know back and ready to give the people what they want uh truly blessed to be able to bring content to the masses and when i say the masses i say at least 75 to 100 people who download this podcast every week (laughs) which isn't bad Okay, that's not bad. Rome wasn't built in a day, folks. Okay, like I know Michael Rappaport thinks that this is some sham operation. And yes, if you're wondering, I am still beefing with Michael Rappaport. Um, I saw him at the comedy store recently and uh, I glared at him. And did he notice? Who knows? But if he didn't, shame on him. Um, Yeah, so I'm back. Uh, it, America's birthday just passed. Uh, today is Monday, July 8th. <laughs> Should I look at a calendar? Does it even matter? Time is rolling forward, folks. And that's all that matters. You know, um, that's the important thing. Even though time is a, con- a construct, we do get older, you know. And that's where the idea that time is a construct is uh kind of incorrect because it is a thing (laughs) like we are aging i am aging my knee is bothering me i don't know why um it's always been bad but anywho it's monday july 8th uh i just had a long four-day weekend uh for my place of employment you don't need to know where i work please god don't ask um I love my fans, but I don't love you that much. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, I just had a four day weekend and I celebrated America's birthday, you know, with my friends at multiple social gatherings. And the best way to celebrate America's birthday is of course with America's favorite pastime, uh, which is substance abuse. Um, And I'm in recovery right now. So (laughs) I said I was going to be on the wagon until the Robin concert, which is happening on July 27th at the Forum. And yes, I will be going. Um, But as of today, Monday, July 8th, I am back on the wagon before uh, the Robin concert. And then after, I mean, at the Robin concert, I'm going to have some drinks and then maybe I'll get back on the wagon. (laughs) And the whole reason I had been taking a break from drinking is because I was pretty much on a bender in Europe, Uh, not going to (laughs) brag, but that's just the type of lifestyle I lead folks. You know, yes, I was in Europe, as you heard on the last uh, episode with Angie Tianju, I attended her wedding in Italy. And it was great. You know, um, second time in Europe, of course, I am cultured. I did study abroad in Spain, Madrid to be specific. 
Um, and yeah, this was my triumphant return to a continent that I first did not appreciate the first time uh, because I was a mere 21 year old girl, you know, who was homesick and missed her boyfriend who was a library security guard. But, you know, alas, I am a grown woman of, um, well, I don't want to say my age. <laughs> no, you know how old I am. But there is a huge difference, like, when you're, like, 21 years old and you're just, like, scared of everything. And when you're, you know, 10 years older and you have been kicked in the ass by life so many times and just gotten back up over and over again and you're just ready to take on the world baby and I was ready to take on the world this time okay and let me tell you I had so many adventures and it was the trip of a lifetime and was I on a bender the entire time yes sir um lots of wine I had lots of wine the wine is great I brought back some wine uh with me I have one bottle that I will be saving for a special occasion because it was quite expensive. It was like a 50 euro bottle of wine. And if folks, if you don't know uh, what a euro is in dollars, well, hold on. Neither do I right now because <laughs> it changes all the time. It's kind of, that's like, it's like $60, I think. Hold on. Let me type in 50. Okay. Yeah. So 50 euros right now is 56 dollars which is actually good so the first time i went to europe the euro was way more valuable i think it was like 1.5 dollars to a euro which isn't great at all um but now right now the euro it's one euro equals 1.12 uh, dollars so if you want to go to europe uh go soon because the economy is pretty bad there i mean especially i think in italy and greece um, well, Greece, especially it's collapsing. It's been collapsing. But, um, if you go to Europe, I mean, the most expensive part of the trip is going to be the plane ticket. And, oh, let me tell you, uh, so, so I flew, uh, an airline I'd never flown before on the way out there. I flew Norwegian and it was actually not bad. And the seat space wasn't bad. Um, there was good leg room. And then also the person who was supposed to sit in the aisle, um, didn't get on the plane. So, <laughs> so I was able to move to the aisle seat and then the middle seat between me and this other guy was empty. And what a dream come true because the flight out there is like, I think it's like 10 and a half hours and the flight back is always longer because you're going against the winds. So the flight on the way back was, I think 11 hours, 55 minutes. Um, but anyway, Norwegian wasn't bad. Food sucks. So bring your, bring your own food on the plane. Um, so I recommend Norwegian and the price is like actually not bad for a flight out there. Um, just like keep looking it up on, you know, kayak. I, I'm still a kayak person. I, I don't use Google flights. I haven't yet, um, entered the cult of Google, Google flights, but maybe I will in the future. Um, and then on the way back, I flew a French airline, which sucked because I tried to buy a glass of wine on the, on the flight back and my card doc got declined. And the flight attendant said it's because I have an American bank. And I was like, well, <laughs> sorry, but yes, I have an American bank. So if you have an American bank, 
you your card will get declined if you're trying to buy something on the flight and then you'll be sad and you won't be able to drink wine. But anyway, Europe. So where did I go? I went to, uh, I started in Paris. That's where I started the trip. So I spent a few days out there. I saw all of the pertinent sites. Uh, went to the Louvre. L- Wait, is it Louvre? Louvre. Louvre. <laughs> um, what else did I do the first few days I was there? Oh, I did a show. Um, that was really fun. It was on a boat in the sign. Um, made decent money doing comedy in Europe, folks, uh, which is what you should be making. Um, shout out to Tom Segura, by the way, who um, has been advocating for young comics who work as hosts and features at comedy clubs on the weekends. Uh, he is correct that wages in comedy clubs have not risen in the last 20 years for com- comedians, which is the entire reason why a comedy club is open. So it's sad. Folks, have some respect for yourself if you perform stand-up comedy. Say, I will not perform for these meager wages. <laughs> See, I say that, but I live in LA where like you literally get paid to do comedy like three times a year because it's like, there's too many comedians. That's another thing. There's too many comedians. That's the update on Los Angeles comedy. So anyway, I was in Paris, uh, did a show, got paid for that. Uh, the first full night I was there, I went to a wine tasting uh, with my friends, Dom and Brittany, who uh, live in Portland. We got like kind of drunk on wine. There was cheese too, but like cheese, like it doesn't like help when you're drinking. I mean, there was like bread, but it was, you know, it was like baguette bread. So it wasn't, you know, filling. Uh, <laughs> then we went on a bar crawl and I found both the wine tasting and the bar crawl on Airbnb experiences. And I can't recommend this enough. Go on Airbnb experiences, whatever city you're going to be in. And there's going to be like a variety of like cool different things you can do. Um, so that's how I found all of that. And then we went on a bar crawl, the street we went down. It's um, so if you want to like go to Paris and like fucking party and you want to bar hop, go on the street. It's called Rue de Oberkampf. It's spelled O-B-E-R-K-A-M-P. PF. Okay. Um, and there's just like a ton of bars and nightclubs down there. Um, we got fucking shwasted. I mean, not even <laughs> seriously. I like so many things happened. God knows. I, you know, made out with someone. You don't need to know the details, but let's just say that European men love me and they're right. Okay. Um, then what? Uh, so then, yeah, more sightseeing. Then I flew to Berlin, which is where I did. I did four shows in Berlin. But let me tell you something about Berlin. Berlin is a party city. Like if you want to party and you want to be among, you know, artists or, um, you know, students, intellectuals, just like all kinds of different people, musicians, um, I don't know. I met all kinds of different people out there. Uh, Berlin is like pretty tight. So, um, the shows I did out there were, were good as well. I'd say the audiences in France were much more uptight than they were in Germany. And the first night I was in Germany, I did another show that was on a boat, uh, called Laughing Spree Comedy. And... <laughs> 
See, right away, like the the host was like doing jokes about like World War II, and I was actually shocked. Like I listen, you know me, like I'll I'm willing to say anything and everything on stage as long as it isn't you know bigotry. But um, you know he was like talking about like Nazis and stuff. As as soon as I heard somebody say the word Nazi out loud in Germany, I literally gasped and I was like, can you even say that here? But you can. Um. It's, I don't know, I guess as an American, I have like a different sensitivity to it. And um, I just expected it to be a little more uh, closed-lipped about that stuff there. But they're not. They they acknowledge everything that's happened there historically, which is cool. Um, and the audiences at these German shows, and they're English-speaking comedy shows, so you get a lot of um, expatriates, you know, from from the U.S., or you get, you know, people who have immigrated to Germany from other countries. Like, there was one show I did where nobody in the audience was actually German. Like, everybody was either, um, so there were, like, Ukrainians, Russians, Hungarians, Bulgarians... Uh, British people, Australians, Americans, and then, you know, people from God knows where else. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of these English-speaking shows don't get a lot of Germans. I guess Germans like going to German-speaking comedy shows. Would And I didn't go to one of those, but I guess it would be interesting, even though I don't speak German, just to, like, you know, see exactly what was going on and what they sort of laugh at. Um, anywho... Uh, but the shows in Germany were really good. I went on a street art tour out there that I also found on Airbnb experiences. So I recommend that the guy who runs it, his name is Amory, A-M-A-U-R-Y. So type that into Airbnb experiences in Berlin if you're out there. Um, what else did I do in Berlin? I didn't really go see like too much stuff. I wasn't really interested in seeing uh like the world war ii type stuff i mean as soon as you i got off the plane there like <laughs> i this is gonna sound so bad but like as soon as i got off the plane i was like oh yeah it definitely looks like a war has happened here <laughs> because it's still kind of like rough and industrial i don't know how else to describe it but i was kind of surprised by the way berlin looked um my airbnb host up there was really sweet too uh, then after Berlin, I flew to Rome. And let me tell you, uh, Rome is a place I'll never go again. If, if, I mean, somebody would have to pay me a significant amount of money to go to Rome because Rome is, it's not, oh my God. I mean, there's, there's, of course, like, you know, lots of famous sites to see there. You know, you can go to the Vatican, there's the Pantheon, the Colosseum, um, the Trevi Fountain, lots of other shit, whatever. But um, the thing about Rome, I would say this is probably the least safe city I've been uh, for women traveling alone. And I, <laughs> God, you know, when you, you think that it's bad as far as catcalling in the States, which it is, I mean, but Rome is like turn that up to the 100th degree so if you're even remotely attractive okay and I don't want to brag folks but several men in Los Angeles have described me as quote pretty hot okay in LA that's saying something um it means I'm 
very attractive. Okay, so in Rome, though, I got followed by multiple men on different days, and it was horrible. I almost had mace, like, multiple guys. It was so fucked up. Um, I, yeah, if you're going to go to Rome, I would take extra precautions. I would stay in uh, more of the touristy areas, and I wouldn't stay out, like, too super late there. Um, another thing about Rome I didn't like was the public transportation. So like Berlin and Paris have like really good, uh, public transportation as far as trains. The subways there are great. Um, and they're not confusing and all of that, blah, blah, blah. But Rome, like it's pretty much just buses. They only have two train lines. There's the A train and the B train and they don't really go too close to the everything you want to go to. So you, most of the time you're going to be on buses. And then here's another tip about riding the bus in Rome. So you can't pay for a bus ticket on the bus. You know how when you get on most buses, you can like throw in some coins um, by the driver. That is not the case in Rome. You have to have a bus ticket before you step on the bus. And you can only really buy bus tickets at a few different places. And But the most common place you can buy them is a tobacco store. So you're going to want to go into a store that says uh, Tabacheria. Um, so you buy the bus ticket in there and then you have to validate the ticket on the bus. Always do that. Otherwise, you can get if there if there's an inspector on the bus, you can get a ticket for like 50 euro. And on my flight back to uh, from Paris, like the woman I was sitting next to, she said her and her daughter had gotten fines because their tickets weren't validated. So just be aware of that if you're going to be traveling in Rome. And then like the bus rides are so goddamn bumpy because everything's cobblestone. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, the food's good. You know, it, classic Italian food. I'm Italian, you know, and all I can say is, is thank God my great grandfather left Italy because damn, it's uncivilized in those streets because I was getting grabbed, you know, a cat called a bartender tried to kiss me while he was working. It's just like insane, you know, um, even if you're traveling with a man, like your boyfriend or husband or whatever, I'm sure it'll, it'll still be wild. It'll be awful. Um, yeah. So just keep that. Oh my God. Can you tell how much I hate Rome? Anyhow. Uh, and then, <laughs> so I went to Tuscany and Tuscany is where Angie's wedding happened. And this was probably, I mean, this was like a really nice place. Um, I loved, uh, the wine tastings we did. We went to Monte Pulciano, um, and we went to two different vineyards there and then just went around the town and I don't know, it was just like really enjoyable. And then the day of the wedding, me and some of the girls went to Perugia, which is uh, the town where Amanda Knox, you know, got in trouble. And Amanda Knox was actually in Italy at the same time we were for the wedding. Um, but she was there to speak at some type of like conference. I don't want to say exactly what it was for. some I don't know, like a justice conference or whatever, and it was some type of controversy in Italy because uh the parents of the murder victim weren't happy that she was doing that. Um yeah. Uh food was great too in uh Tuscany. Everything in Tuscany was um very enjoyable. And uh, Angie's wedding was in a castle, of course. That was really nice. Um, and then 
So after the wedding, oh yeah, that's when I spent the most time in Rome, and that's when all the scary stuff happened. But I did see the, uh, I saw the Vatican, but I gave them zero euro. Uh, they don't need it. Trust me. I I was literally, I mean, taken aback by the wealth on display in uh, St. Peter's Basilica. I Some of the stuff they have in there, you wouldn't even believe. And they charge 22 euro per person to skip the line to get into the basilica. So when you're and they have apparently like thousands of visitors a day, I don't, that's where they're getting all this money. And I think it's insane. And I did not contribute to that. So I feel good about that morally. Um, what else? Yeah, so then, yeah, bad stuff in Rome, got followed from the metro stop, almost had to mace someone, blah, blah, blah. And then I left Rome and I flew to Belgium and I fulfilled a lifelong dream of seeing Bruges, Belgium. And oh my God, it was amazing. Um, So if anybody knows me, they know that one of my favorite movies is in Bruges with Colin Farrell. And Bruges in the movie is like... Uh, supposed to be like this cute, like medieval preserved town. And Harry, um, who is uh, Ray Fiennes, like he sends Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson to Bruges to hide out for a while. And the reasoning is that um, he thinks it's a place everyone should see before they die. <laughs> and it was so beautiful. It was lovely. Um, definitely haunted. Um, like it was definitely spooky when I was like walking through there at night. Um, but it is super old. It was, you know, built in like, I don't know, like a thousand, like over a thousand years ago. We saw the oldest bar in Bruges or in Belgium and it was opened in like 1200 or something, which is crazy. Um, yeah, the, so that was lovely. And Belgium also, like, beautiful airport. Uh, the airport, just a tip, you can take a train from the airport in Brussels to pretty much any major city in Belgium, um, which is really convenient. Uh, and then from Bruges, I was only there for one night and I stayed in a hostel, so that was cool. Um, and then from Bruges, I returned to Paris and I spent three or four more days in Paris. And that was, again, lots of fun. I went to the catacombs. I don't think I would ever do that again. The catacombs in Paris, it's basically like a uh, a deep underground graveyard. Um, and there's apparently, well, they think estimated uh, there's the bones and remains of uh, six million Parisians. And it's from different time periods and in Parisian history. So essentially why all the bones are down there is because there were mass graves like hundreds of years ago that would just like pop up and, and like break open and like release all this like noxious gas into the air and like cause people to get sick and make food like turn bad. So they um, moved all of the bones underground and it's not like, it's not scary or anything. Um, It actually does have a very like peaceful feeling. They did have uh, the bones blessed when they were transporting them. And I feel like um, that helped, Uh, but uh, there's so many stairs (laughs) You have to you have to climb so many stairs going down and so many stairs coming up. It's 20 meters underground. And uh, yeah, you know, once you see it, that's it, baby. You don't need you don't need to see it again. 
Uh, I also went to Versailles. Uh, deeply unimpressed by the palace there. No, JK. Um, lifelong dream of seeing Versailles fulfilled. And uh, it was great. And then I did another show in Paris called New York Comedy Night. And I uh, was compensated generously for that. And uh, it was great. Um, oh, and then one other thing I did in Paris was, so I found this out. If you're going to Paris, June 21st in Paris, um, which is the summer solstice everywhere, but um, it's uh, it's called Make Music Day and it's a national holiday and essentially what it is it's a celebration of live music and there's concerts in the streets and even the president hosts a concert at the palace and there's like street parties with music and just like little concerts and parks everywhere and tons of musicians and singers and drummers and all sorts of things there's something for everyone so I saw a few of those in Versailles um, when I was there then I went back to Paris and I found this like this like hip hop like street party and it's so much fun to see like uh French people who like they really love like American hip hop music and like they're playing like all these like old songs that everybody loves and the way they just like freak out when they play these songs is like kind of interesting culturally because they're songs that like you know I've known since I was a teenager and you know they're like known you know worldwide um so that was a really interesting holiday and i would recommend anyone who's going to paris to go there at that time to experience that because that was just amazing and i'll definitely go back for that um yeah but overall uh europe was good i ate well and i drank well and here i am back in america to wreak havoc on los angeles comedy um what else did I want to talk about today? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We recently had some earthquakes in LA. Yes, I did feel them. Um, and no, I'm not prepared. I need, <laughs> I need to go get some bottled water. This is just a public service announcement saying that you need to get, if you live in Los Angeles, get two weeks worth of bottled water. And earthquakes, like, honestly, they're, I think they're, like, way more precarious than like any other type of natural disaster just because they're so unpredictable and you really don't know when they're happening I don't know they're just kind of wild I don't know how else to describe it um but I'm fine uh everyone's fine mostly out here okay um <laughs> oh this is funny um so today i was in starbucks and uh a guy called me selfish <laughs> basically so i was like sitting in starbucks i was working on something you know as you do in america um or in other parts of the world um and i was like you know studying for something and he's like i'm sorry could you move to another table and i'm like why and he's <laughs> I didn't start out with that tone, but it, this guy, like, I don't know how old he was. He pr was probably around my age, but he's like, um, could I ask you a favor? Could you move to a table so that, you know, I can, uh, plug in my phone because my cord is short. And I was like, uh, I was like, just looking at him like he was fucking crazy because like, 
Well, first of all, if you're in Starbucks, like you probably are crazy, which is fine. Like there's nothing wrong with being crazy. But the fact that you even like dared to ask me something like that is insane. As you can see, like, and I already, I had like a ton of stuff with me. I had my laptop open and I I had a book open because I was studying something. And then I had my purse and my drink. And it's like, okay, you're asking me to move all of this shit to another table because you want to plug in your phone and the cord is too short for what exactly like you can literally just plug in your phone and like leave it there and just like watch it you know I don't even know what the purpose of this was but I told him like up front and and honestly this is here's what what it is about being a woman okay if you assert yourself in any way, shape, or form, you know, you're you're being a nuisance, right? Like, you're being a bitch. In this case, I was being selfish, right? Because I didn't want to fucking move, okay? I'm sorry, like, did you think I was going to move? Why? Because you're a man and you have, like, some authority over me? You do not. Because this man has zero authority in any area of his life because I heard him call his mother and he... <laughs> He asked his mom to order him an Uber from Starbucks. And he said to his mom, I'm broke. I can't afford an Uber. And it's like, bro, like you can't afford an Uber. Your phone's not charged. You're asking people to move to like, so you can plug in your phone. Like, shut. I hate you. Like whoever this person was, he was fucking awful. He was a terrible person. But he called me selfish because I didn't want to move. And honestly, like as soon as he said that, I... And here's the thing. Somebody's going to get maced eventually. Because as soon as he said that, I checked my backpack to see if my mace was in there. And it was. And I pulled it out. (laughs) And I put it on the table just to be prepared. But that's the thing is, like, you can't can't do anything as a woman where you're, you know, expressing any type of authority without pushback. And I felt like I got some pushback today. And that's fine. Um... Also, it could be a miscommunication thing because we are in a Mercury retrograde right now. It just started July 7th. It goes through uh, July 31st and those with uh, placements in Cancer and Leo are going to be most affected. And that kind of worries me because I do have um, a Leo rising. So we'll see what happens. Um, Yeah, I really can't believe that that guy said that to me. (laughs) I really can't believe it crazy um and then you know just one final thing i'm thinking about um oh midsummer i saw midsummer uh let me tell you folks uh you know you're fucked up when you see midsummer and you're still horny after the movie (laughs) like if you like if you think about like eating or sex after this movie like you're unwell um so this is Ari Aster's new movie. It's like a, what do they call it in the, they, they had, they called it like a folk horror movie, whatever. Um, it's, it's fine. Like it's, I think it's a good movie, but I, will I ever watch it again? No, I will not. Um, it's pretty disturbing, honestly. Um, so basically it's about, uh, this young woman who, you know, has lost her family and, She's, you know, she's orphaned, basically, and her boyfriend is an unsupportive piece of shit, <laughs> and her boyfriend is going to Sweden to, uh, I-, I guess, like, research his 
dissertation or something and i don't know they're whatever like two of the people in the group are like doing a dissertation and i they didn't flush that out correctly they they seemed way too stupid to be getting a phd in anything but um so they all go to this like remote swedish village called harga and what is their name of their friend who invites them what the fuck was it he's the swedish guy He's like, first of all, like you can tell something sinister is up when he's like inviting them and he tells Danny, I'm really glad you're coming on this trip. It's like so creepy. Um, but basically, long story short, you know, Ari Aster, like his last movie, Hereditary, if you have I talked about that on the podcast? I think I have. I thought Hereditary was like a really funny movie. Um, it just like had a lot of like. I think the escalation of the events of the movie was, like, hilarious. I, do, I don't even know how to describe it. Midsummer to me, like, there are there were some actually, like, really dark, funny moments in this movie. And I don't want to give those away. But, um, yeah. So, oh, what's this guy's name? Oh, uh, Pele is the guy who invites them to Sweden. And so he's, like, basically, like, a part of this, like, weird, like, cult thing in in harga and let's just say things start to get weird once they witness this uh this uh ritual of um two uh elderly people yeah you'll see uh <laughs> anywho um don't go don't eat in this movie i ate a soft pretzel in the movie theater which was fine but like don't go in there with like a full thing of popcorn because you won't finish it. I'm not even kidding. Um, so, and I, I don't know, I guess it's predictable what happens. It doesn't really matter, but, um, this is the spoiler. Okay. So stop listening if you don't want to hear a spoiler, but at the end of the movie, Danny gets crowned the, uh, the May queen. And then she gets to like choose between a, uh, an outsider or a volunteer to uh, see who gets sacrificed and it's her boyfriend who ends up getting sacrificed (laughs) and quite honestly good uh he was a terrible boyfriend and nobody liked him um and the actress like I read an interesting interview where she said that she played it like she didn't know what she was doing that Danny didn't know that she was like sending her boyfriend to be uh sacrificed but I think that's totally bullshit I think she totally knew and Ari Aster said that in an interview as well that she totally knew and quite honestly I mean more power to her um I think she did I think the character did know what she was doing and that's fine because Christian was like their worst boyfriend ever I mean, I have worse boyfriends. I've had worse boyfriends than Christian, but like, he sucked. Um, and you know what? Oh, well. Um, so yeah, I guess go see the movie. Don't eat anything. Um, and all, my question is, is Ari Aster single? Because I'm interested. You know, uh, a man with a mind like that, God knows what he'd be like in bed. Uh, <laughs> I think also he said that this movie like was inspired by a breakup he had, which is like kind of terrifying. So, um, would I go see Midsummer? Well, how would I rate it? I guess I would rate it like, ugh, I, I, get, I don't know, like a ugh, seven out of ten, maybe six point five out of ten. 
not the best uh but you know it has a lot of interesting um tropes and symbolism and he uses a lot of interesting camera shots and uh yeah overall it was uh pretty good i thought the the girl playing the lead i saw her in uh lady Macbeth. It, her what's her name florence Pugh. She, yeah she's really good so anywho um i guess that's gonna be it uh hmm, do i have a show this week i do so I'm going to be this Wednesday at uh, the Bread and Barley Comedy Show in Covina at 8 p.m. Wednesday, July 10th. And then I have some stuff coming up at the end of July. Oh, I'm going to be co-hosting Chatterbox Comedy Night on Sunday, July 28th with Josh Magic Michaels. So there's a couple of things I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, I'm just here, you know, getting back into American life, you know, adjusting back to this American lifestyle that, um, truly does not fit, uh, my pedigree and that's fine. You know, I accept it. Uh, yeah. Will I go back to Europe soon? God willing. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, folks, stay out, stay safe, and um, if you live in LA, go get some water and canned goods just in case there's another earthquake soon. And um, yeah, enjoy uh, July and uh, Mercury retrograde. We'll be back uh, with a guest next week. I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be whoever texts me back and confirms a date and time because it's harrowing scheduling something in the city of angels. Okay. Um, take care. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at fixed air Heather. Bye. Stop.